everybody. Welcome to Pastor Dad's Podcast. We are back with episode two. This is Gabriel Cox and my friends Josh and Bo. Hello. Hey, guys. Yeah, there we go. Um, so one thing we wanted to address from last week, we did we did say mention a couple of things that you could only see and not hear. So we apologize for that. We are on YouTube in case you do want to see it, but we do know some of you are listening on Spotify and iTunes. So we're going to do a better job of explaining what we're showing, if we're showing anything, hopefully not this time. But um, anyway, to get to the podcast, our topic for this week is Americanized Christianity. Uh, please, please don't log off and count this out. You want to listen to this? Um, we're going to have some great discussion. We got our good friend here, Mr. Robert McClure. Hey, hey hi, um, Robert. There he is. Um, he joins us from, um, from LA, uh, lower <laughs> Arkansas. So um, Robert, why don't you introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I, my name is Robert McClure. I'm the pastor here at Trinity Free Will Baptist Church in Hamburg, Arkansas. Uh, like I was telling the guys, if you've never heard of Hamburg, you might have heard of Crossit. If you haven't heard of Crossit, you might have heard of Monticello. Um, if, if you haven't heard of any of those, I just can't even help you. Uh, we're, we're down here. <laughs> Somewhere down there in the wasteland. So I've actually went to school in Monticello for a year. So I, I know a little bit about where you're at. Oh, so. okay. Awesome. Um, and real quick, we didn't really introduce ourselves in the first episode. Um, I'm Gabriel again. I'm actually a uh, worship and creative arts pastor here in Carthage, Missouri, originally from BB, Arkansas, which is why I know all these guys. Um, but uh, Josh, tell us about yourself. Sure. What's up, guys? My name is Josh Hall, and I'm the youth and worship pastor here at BNC, BB Nazarene Church in BB, Arkansas. And I am Bo Cotton. <laughs> uh, I'm currently in transition. I technically have no official title, but I am. Uh, Sort of the associate pastor at Belleville First Church of the Nazarene in Belleville, Illinois, Ooh. the outskirts of St. Louis. Beautiful. Hey, you've hung Thanks. two TVs, so you're basically an associate pastor. <laughs> Thanks for sending your weather to us. No, nah, not yeah. a problem. <laughs> <laughs> hey, real quick, um, can I can I add to the introduction here for you guys? Absolutely. Okay, I have a relic here. Oh no! Uh, from from back in the day. <laughs> Wow. Oh my goodness. Wow. Okay. For our <laughs> listeners, um, he is showing us a signed, that's actually signed, a signed photograph of, of yeah, us from our Koinonia days, which was a Christian rock band we were all in. Back in high school. Look at all that hair. Oh. Uh, I'm actually Look pretty at that. bald that's now. Gay. I have a lot of hair. My goodness gracious. <laughs> all right. Anybody on Spotify or iTunes just needs to go to YouTube and look at this right now. Um, that, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I it's, can't believe we're Bro, you have it framed. That's the best part yeah. of this. That thing is framed. What's up? Hey, reunion tour 2021. Let's go. In the middle of COVID. Hey, I'm, no a, I'm a fan still. That's awesome, man. Hey, that's that's why you're on the show. We <laughs> yeah. give you preference. Dude, that's amazing. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so now you know we were all in a Christian rock band um, through high school and a little bit after high school. And then we all decided to be adults and get married and get jobs and... <laughs> Here we are making a making a podcast as dads and pastors. So hey, something good. I'm hiding. Josh, Josh is hiding. Perfect. Americanized Christianity. Who wants to kick us off on this exciting, totally uncontroversial topic? Josh does. He he, he was ready. Okay, I was kind of ready. Chopping really, at the bit. Uh, my notes are all at the church, though, but that's okay. <laughs> Um, <laughs> well, we've kind of, we've kind of spent a little bit of time before we started, uh, kind of defining it and we probably all have a little bit, uh, different definitions, but essentially it is, uh, American cultural influenced 
Christianity. So like the socio-political landscape, um, basically uh, values that American Christians hold that aren't inherently Christian, but more influenced by American culture. Does that make sense to everybody? Yeah. Is there more to add to that or take away from that? So basically it, Christianity strongly influenced by American culture to almost to a point that it's not really Christianity. It's more American culture type thing. That's a, that's a great definition to it. Okay. I just, you know, I want to, I want to start off though, by saying this, because first and foremost, we're not doing any of this to try to, you know, cause controversy between each other. Right. And, and we're not saying we're not American. Um, and we're not saying it's wrong to be a Christian and be American. The issue is that we have begun to shift our culture in a way that Americans are almost worshiping America over worshiping God. And so that's, that's, you know, that's kind of where I'm at. So. Yeah. It's kind of like the graphic we put out. One nation under God, one nation before God. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's, I just think it's important for us to realize that, we are first Christians and then second we're Americans. Yes. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, I have flags in my office. I, I, I believe in our military. I believe in all of this stuff, but the issue is not necessarily that we are against America because I'm sure that might be how some might take it, but we're, we're first and foremost Christians. And I think that's the most important thing that we can say um, before we get going. And I can chime in, you know, as you guys go. Yeah. And it, I think it comes down to an allegiance thing. It's, it's not wrong to be an American. It's not bad to be an American. We're, we're all, I think I'll speak for myself. I feel blessed to be an American. Um, one of the richest countries in the world, one of the most free countries in the world. Well, we got to, that's another thing. We got to quit pretending like we're the only free country in the world. Cause there's hundreds now. Um, but yeah, but we were, uh, we were kind of a leader in that front. Um, and there's a lot of reasons to be blessed to be American, but like you said, you're a Christian first. It's about allegiance. Um, I just, uh, I won't go down that path yet, but um, yeah, Robert, you you look like you've got some things to say. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I I've got a lot of things uh, <laughs> on my mind. Uh, I'm like you guys. I've been I've been researching uh, for this topic and, and thinking about it a lot. Um, and yeah, you know, there there's uh, very obviously in America right now. Uh, there's this great line of division and. Uh, it's not healthy. It's it's not good for yeah. people at all. Um, but yeah, I I personally, and I, I don't intend to get extremely political with this, but just to just to put myself out there a little bit on this, um, I'm politically homeless. Like I'm I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. Um, I just I can't completely fall in line with either of those um, because when I look at politicians, I, I just I honestly see people who are. Uh, trying to get their way and get ahead. And it doesn't really matter where they fall in there. They may agree with me on some things, um, but I'm, I'm unwilling to commit myself to either one of those things. Um, and I think that's the big thing that we are, are facing in America right now is that people have chosen a line and they're going to stay right there. Um, you know, we're not going to budge one way or another. And what that does is that creates this, this culture of um, we're right about everything. So, if we're right, that means God's on our side. He agrees with us. He's going to mm -hmm. do what we want him to do. Um, man, that is so, so dangerous. Um, I had more intended to say this toward the end of the podcast, but I feel like this is a good point to say this. Um, I've been uh, doing some teaching on the book of Daniel. Um, Daniel chapter two, we have this, this vision, right, that um, shows four major nations of the world. And um, 
it's, it's reiterated later in, in the book of Daniel as well. But at the end of it all, what we see is that Jesus Christ is supreme over all of that, right? And that his kingdom that he's establishing is what's uh, preeminent. There's, there's nothing else that's going to even come close to it. Um, and so I guess I would just say in the way of introduction here that um, we are facing in America right now um, a lack of understanding about the kingdom of God and more about an earthly kingdom that we're trying to shoehorn the kingdom of God into. Mm. Very That's well put. some really, really good inputs. Mm-hmm. And, and I, to, I, go ahead, Josh. I was just going to say, and I think, I think one of the biggest struggles is this is where we gather with racism. And this is where we gather with, like he said, the political side of this. And the truth is there, there's not room for either one of those in, in, in the family of Christ. Uh, I mean, we can vote for who we want to vote for. And you may say, yeah, but we need to pray for who we're voting for. And I agree. Um, but the issue again is that we need to keep these separate. They need to stay separate um, because if we're not keeping them separate, we're, it, it's a treacherous road. Yeah. Yeah. You start, you start, you start idolizing ideologies and the people who represent those ideologies. And that's like you said, that's a bad path to go down. And to your point, Robert, about kind of, we, we're in this landscape of like political extremism. It's, it's the old, uh, for us Star Wars fans, the Anakin Obi-Wan, you know, if you're not with me, then you're my enemy. Basically. And it's not even like, right. if you're not kind of with me, it's you a hundred percent agree with me or you're my enemy basically. And that's, and like you said, Josh, there's no room for that in, in the church. There's no room for that among <laughs> brothers and sisters because that, it's, yeah. I'm oh, sorry. I was going to say, and that, that is something that we, um, as Christians and as pastors, um, need to take into the mindset that everybody wants to be heard and they want to hear you say what they believe. They don't want to hear you. Um, and that's scary. Um, because the, yeah. the, the, the truth needs to be heard. And if we're not preaching the truth, then we're preaching watered down religious crap. For me, I feel like this, like the ideology y'all are speaking of, uh, it's built upon the, great claims that our nation was founded on Christian principles. And really I can't, I I've tried to look for it, but I can't find any like definite proof that any of our founders were these great Christian men. There are claims that people make off of small little details. They see and things they find quotes, they find like Mm -hmm. one little quote that somebody said at one point makes people think that they were the best Christian ever when in reality, the people back then were most likely just like people today. You have a bunch of people claiming to be Christians because they come from Europe where Christian was the dominant religion. And they have these morals that are built into their society just because of that. But their hearts are really not as pure as we let them or uh, like to think they were. And we really need to be judging how they founded our country by the fruit that it produced. And if you look Mm -hmm. at how they came over here and what they did when they came, it it wasn't pretty. And I just can't get past that. Like if you are so pure in heart and have these great morals, how can you come destroy a land and run people off and murder people and all the crazy they did. I mean, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a great historian. And so I can't tell you every little detail, but what I do know is that it wasn't 
Christ-like behavior that came over here and started this country. Right. And, and pe- people argue, you know, the Puritans who came over looking for religious freedom, which there's truth to that. But as far as actually find, founding our nation as it is today, as the United States of America, like you said, the men who were a part of writing those, uh, the Declaration of Independence, part of writing the Bill of Rights, part of writing the Constitution, there, like you said, there, you can find quotes. You, of course, of course, there are biblical principles in the Constitution. They uh, don't murder. Just, That's an obvious part of society. Yeah, don't see human That's, nature. That's been around since before the Romans established laws in the Roman Republic, which became the Roman Empire. And all, like, mm. obviously that. But people don't. Again, this comes back to extremism. People don't want to hear that. People don't want to hear. Well, maybe it's not what we thought it was because they want to know. No, we're a Christian nation. We were built one nation under God. We're going to stay one nation under God. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to think that, but that's not. The point is, and this all comes down to, if your hope is in the American Empire, the American Republic, whatever, it's it's that you're going to be disappointed. It's going to fall through. That's there's yep. there's no perfect politician. Trump's not Jesus. I'm sorry for our Trump people out here. Um, he's not saving us from the devil or communism or whatever. Um, he probably had some policies that people like. That's great. I probably had some policies that I like. That's great. He was a terrible guy on Twitter. I'll say that. But <laughs> that's not the point. The point is, <laughs> I'm not over here like trying to spare Trump or lift up another political person. I, I've, I don't know if some somebody may have already said this. I'm kind of stepping away from this game. Oh, Robert said he's politically homeless. That's kind of how I feel now. I can't, I can't align myself to either of those places. And I think it really comes down to, and it comes back to our allegiance. Who, are, what are we, what are we elite, allegiant to? Is it the kingdom yeah. of God? Is it the Republican Party? Is it some other conservative, you know, branch off? And there's. I know there's a lot of people probably listening to this um, and a lot of people that go to church with us who would say, if you're liberal, you can't be a Christian. And I find that laughable um, because the liberals would say, if you're conservative, you can't be a Christian. So like, it's that extremism that we're just, we're in the climate right now. And that's, it's up to us as pastors to speak against that. Not only, yeah, everybody wants to be heard. We need to like, there's, there's correctness on each side, believe it or not, but it's not about that. Like as brothers and sisters in Christ, it has nothing to do with that. Right. And, you know, the, the sad thing is, you know, we we look at people that are in the political um, podium, e- even not just political, but like, for instance, us as pastors, we have to be extremely careful about what we say and about what we believe. Um, in fact, this this kind of scares me to be even talking about this because um, <laughs> we have to be careful because it's not um, what I'm trying to say is I've seen people that are in charge and people that are in a political um, standpoint where they're in charge that say they're a Christian, but have never ever asked Christ into their life. And they've admitted it. They say, well, I'm a good person, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. And, and, and the problem is that's not good enough. And, and that's what stuns me the most about people that just basically, I don't know, I'm not going to say worships, but people that are just so gun whole for these presidents and, and all these people that are in charge, because it, to me, it's not about, us and them it's about christ and it should always be about christ yeah mm-hmm. and to your yeah, point y'all, about, y'all touched on something sorry no go ahead robert i, I was just gonna say y'all you both have, have touched on something here um that's something i i include a lot in my preaching um especially over this last year i've, I've really had to make it a point to do this yeah. is that we don't follow man like right we you can't you cannot take a person and set them up on a pedestal. And this this goes for uh, politicians. It goes for preachers. Um, it goes for real pastors. Like, it doesn't matter who we're talking about. Like you said, Gabe, if you, if you do that, 
you're up for disappointment, mm-hmm. right? You are, you are setting yourself up for some inevitable disappointment because um, they are just people like us. Now, um, you know, I think about like Paul said, you know, follow me, but he was saying, follow me because I'm following Jesus. As I follow Jesus. Um, yeah. And, so, yeah. and yeah. So something I was saying last night to my church was, um, you know, follow me as I follow Jesus. But here's the deal. If I stop following Jesus, you better stop following me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Get, get away from me, distance from me, because I, I'm not going to be helpful to you. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in other words, if you have somebody who sets themselves up and they say that, you know, everybody needs to just follow me, do what I do, you know, um, that's dangerous, man. And I feel like a lot of, uh, particularly a lot of pastors out there, you know, a lot of these like big social media pastors and stuff, um, you know, they're, there's some of those dudes and I am mm-hmm. fearful of them. And I, I encourage my people don't follow them. Like if you, if you find a pastor uh, like through Facebook or, or through Instagram or something like that, that's probably not somebody you need to follow because um, how do you know that, that they're going to stick with it? You know, we have so mm-hmm. many that, that fall away all the time. How do we know that they're really going to stick with this thing and that you're not going to be disappointed by them? Right. And, and I, you're, you're I, not I, even seeing I, their fruit either. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And I would I would say, though, that, that you have to be careful because there's a difference in ministering to people on social media and leading people astray. But in the same concept with what Robert was saying, um, you know, the scriptures teach us all kinds of things about testing, you know, uh, testing what's being said, testing our hearts, testing, you know, and, and I think um, it's important for us. This is something else. And this is a whole power trip I won't get on. But um I am very tech technology. I love technology. I love everything about it. I use my Bible app, you know, it's great. Um, but I can't remember the last time I've seen very many people holding a Bible in their hand. And I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not, again, I'm not saying that that's wrong, but what I am saying is how can you test, um, your pastor if you're distracted by social media notifications? Yeah. True. My dad always said, test, test my words. Don't ever, yeah. don't ever take what I say. I'll put it on the screen, but look it up yourself. Yeah. And I, I want to say in support of Robert's uh, point there about putting people on a pedestal, like this is a, a timeless problem. Like since the beginning, everybody's wanted to do that. The old Testament is all about God's people wanting to put somebody, a person on a pedestal mm-hmm. and yep. God's trying to talk them out of it. He, you know, at the beginning, in the beginning, there was nobody in power and then the people begged to have somebody. And so, you know, eventually God allowed them to have judges and, and then that wasn't enough. They wanted a King. So God allowed them to get a King, but it was just because the people begged for it. And, uh, it, it's not what God really wanted. It's not what he intended. That's not how he intended humans to be, but that's mm-hmm. what we demanded of him. <laughs> and I, I love that bow. I, I figured we would get to that at some point. I love that because it's Israel is Israel looked at the nations around herself and said, we need to be more like that. We need to be more like that. We need to be more like that. And like you said, God didn't really even want to have that structure. And here they are because they could, that they were so focused out here that they lost here and I'm, I'm doing visuals again. So they were so outward focused, so horizontally focused that they lost all vertical focus. It was all about looking like my neighbor being, being in the world, like my neighbor, instead of what does my relationship with God look like? What is my relationship with God supposed to look like? God said, when God first calls Israel, he doesn't say I'm calling a nation. He says, I'm calling 
you'll be my people. He doesn't say you'll be my nation. He says you'll be my people. God, I don't think God was yep. really interested in nations. He was interested mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. And so to that point, yeah, that's, well, I and, love that. <laughs> so often we, you know, when we, again, when we allow it to be only about our nation, when we make it about our nation, the problem is we are limiting God to one area. Mm-hmm. And I don't think some people even realize that's what's happening. So it's like, forget all of you other people, forget, you know, mm-hmm. the homeless, forget, you know, people that are in a, another country, forget London, forget, you know what I mean? Like there's no, um, it's limiting God to what he can do. And the problem with that is he's the creator. Yeah. Yeah. And like you said, I don't, I don't even think it's forget other countries. I think there's a little bit of a mindset of other countries are doomed and damned if we're not the ones coming to save them. I think there's a little bit of that mindset. Yeah. It's like America has the real missionaries. America has the real Christians and we're going to save the rest of the world from their misguided theology and whatever else. But what about the missionaries that have come into America? Well, that's the thing. That's the right. thing. If you look at the statistics, we're one of the, if not the largest, we're one of the largest mission fields in the world. Yeah. We're not doing too hot America. <laughs> no. Well, and if you look at it too, what you see happening in the world right now, you know, and again, this is something I try to emphasize with my church is that we talk about the, the, the little C, the lowercase church a lot. And we ignore the uppercase, the, the, the big C church, which is mm-hmm. the entire world, uh, every Christian out there. And when you look at it in those terms, um, you'll stop looking at America real quick. Yep. The fastest growing places for Christianity right now are China and Iran, like places mm-hmm. that you wouldn't suspect that people yep. um, traditionally, you know, they're, those are not Christian nations. Um, and so I listened to a, a, a good podcast in preparation for this. Um, it's called uh, the, the podcast is called Jimmy's Table. Um, and uh, the, the episode was called uh, Christian Nationalism. What is it? And uh, I'll, I'll tell you right off the bat, I didn't agree with everything that they had to say, um, but they brought out some really good points. And one of those was talking about that American savior mentality, like, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to go save the world. When in reality, if you look at it um, compared to other nations in the Bible, um, we would probably fall in line more closely with a lot of those evil empires, you know, that, yep. that yep. overtook Israel. Um, Which is scary. Not to say that we you know don't care about israel or anything like that but just that um we're we're a lot farther astray than we think that we are um we're not the savior nation there is no savior nation um you know it's it's jesus himself and his kingdom that's 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 going to to change things that that was a thank you michael scott moment right there 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 is there is no savior nation there is a savior that's perfect and and real quick and josh kind of hit this at the beginning of podcast i want to go and hit it since we're in the middle now we are not, this is not like disparaging against America as a nation. We're not like angry at America. We don't dislike America. At least I'll speak for myself. And we also, <laughs> also, before we get a bunch of hate mail, we also know that the United States government actually does a lot of good. We send a lot of money in foreign aid. We do, a, we help a lot of people across the world. Just to, to reiterate, we're just talking about American culture seeping into and influencing, not always in a good way, mostly in a bad way, our our Christian worldview, our theology. Is everybody more on board there? 100%. All you guys agree with that. Okay, great. I just want to make sure the listener understands. Two thumbs up. Two thumbs up. I just want to make sure the listener understands. <laughs> we're not over here like America's bad. We're not those people. We're just one, saying, yeah. One of the things that I, I wanted to chime in, and I said it earlier kind of briefly, but I wanted to make sure that it was said. I, I just want to say that the problem with this whole idea of it being America favored by God 
is we are literally allowing ourselves to look at any other country negatively instead of through the eyes of Christ. Yeah. Um, as, so, as lesser than, yeah. Right. And there's something to be said about, you know, the American cultural influence into that, you know, uh, especially if you want to go into the kind of the border, uh, open border, closed border IDs, idea thing. Um, not that we, need, we don't necessarily get in, need to get into that wholeheartedly, but um, it's kind of, so one of the, can, can we do this real quick? Can I, can I ask you a few questions to help people understand if maybe they're Americanized Christians instead of just Christians? Do you mind if we, some of those questions I brought up before the podcast, you guys okay with that? Ask them. Sure. All right. So how to know if you might be, it's almost like you might be a redneck type thing. You might be Americanized. <laughs> you might be an Americanized Christian. Can you stand like um, Foxworthy? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Does what's happening? No, <laughs> I can't do Jeff Foxworthy. It'd be great if I could. I'm going to work on that for the Pretty next close. episode, Robert. <laughs> I'm going to watch, it, watch a little bit that. of his stuff and try that for the next time. But so you might be an uh, Americanized Christian. Um, so does what is happening in America cause you to be fearful? So like the political landscape, the social landscape, are you legitimately fearful because of what's going on in America? If you are, you might be Americanized Christian. Um, and we can go into that now, or do you want me to go through these first? What well, do, you guys, do you guys have comments on that? I want to say there's nothing wrong with, I guess, I mean, obviously the Bible tells us about being fearful, um, that we need to put our hope and our trust in Christ. But, you know, um, there's nothing wrong with having to be a little scared, but it depends on how you're scared. If you're saying that Jesus is coming back because um, a Democrat's in office, then you're an American Christian, Americanized (laughs) Christian, and it's ridiculous. Yeah, that, yeah. I love how I mean, Obama was prison for eight years and none of that happened and we're all freaking out. But yeah. I mean, you but, can't deny reality. If you can tell the world's about to go to war, then you might be a little uncomfortable about that, but no, for sure. We're, we're humans. Yeah. And uh, yeah. so, no, no, no doubt. Yeah. And I don't, I don't think this, this is referencing like the potential breakout of world war three. I think it's more no, of, no. I know I'm our, just using that as an example. Right. No, that's <laughs> fair. Cause listeners needed yeah. to know what we're saying here. Yeah. It's more of a, my person's not in charge uh, of my, preferred whatever political office and now i'm scared mm-hmm. that everything i hold dear is going to be destroyed type thing because uh, right. like josh said the bible says how many times does god yeah. tell us not to fear mm. hundreds of times yeah <laughs> um and because that's again not a savior nation savior that's it one yeah um real quick on that just to just to chime in uh you know how many how many pastors or other preachers evangelists whatever prophesied stuff about Donald Trump, um, you know, taking over and, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I'm not even weighing in on that politically. I'm just saying, um, guys like separate that from your ministry. Like if, if you have some opinions about it and you want to talk to somebody on your front porch, go for it, have fun. Yeah. But like, don't, don't tie a political figure to your ministry. Yes. Um, and you know, that, that is so damaging to the faith. And I think that's probably one of the, the most um, glaring examples of Americanized Christianity in terms of Christian nationalism that that's really, really troubling. Yeah, and I think um, something that, you know, there's nothing wrong with praying for the president. There's nothing wrong with praying for leaders in office. Yeah, we're we're called to. We yeah. need to. That's biblical, yeah, we're called to pray you know? for them. Um, but, but to... Yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. I mean, it's just overwhelming and it's sad. And as Christians, we're starting to lose our, um, what's the word I'm looking for? We're starting to lose our our godly power of influence, if that makes any sense. Um, because instead yeah. of uh, us 
influencing America with Christianity, America has started to begin to influence us mm-hmm. as Christians instead. Yeah. And it's, it's in our, it's in our, it's watered down sermons. Um, it's, it's in the children's ministries. You've seen them. It's in youth ministries. It's, it's in the songs we sing. I'm extremely cautious about what I sing um, because I think that that's an important thing. If we're declaring worship to God, we don't need to have a political stance in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, you both hit the nail on the head there. Um, I lost my thought, but were you going to say something? I'm sorry. Give me, give me a second to collect myself. I'm trying to, I don't know something. if I was or not. <laughs> Robert said something I wanted to. Good night. Robert, what did you say? Well, I, I do actually have something else to throw in there if you want. Go ahead, Robert, because I'm trying to. I was going to follow up, so I'm going to care what it was. <laughs> um, this is more to Josh's point, um, but you know, we've we've traded the spiritual power that Jesus uh, promised and and declared for us to have. We've traded that for worldly power to the point that um, I've often said, you know, the church according to the Bible is the body of Christ. Therefore it's an organism. And yet we treat it like an organization. Um, we've, we've gotten this idea where the church is like a corporation and the pastor is the CEO. And we've really got to just break that because that is so again, just damaging, um, to the Christian faith, because if all we're trying to do is be like the world, then guess what? We're, we're not going to get, uh, the kind of results that we're looking for, because as soon as they, they think, Oh, the church is like the world, they get into the church. They realize the church is nothing like the world. Um, you know, we, we have to, we have to separate that worldly power from spiritual power. And I think that's where we see a lot of the problems in America today is that we're really trying hard, uh, to be like the world and to sort of win the world using their methods. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, it, it's like I said, it's just damaging. That's, that's the best word that I can think to describe. And let me say this, I'm not saying I'm perfect by any means. Matter of fact, I'm just as guilty. Um, you know, I get caught up in the lights and the, uh, the way we do worship, you know, um, and what's happened is pop culture, rock culture, whatever has began to play an effect on how we worship. And that's, you know, there's nothing wrong again. There's nothing wrong with worshiping to even metal music, right, Bo? Mm -hmm. Um, but, but it's the influence of direction. Does that make sense? Like, um, if we are purposefully trying to be something we're not then we have created a false act of hope in our church i I don't know if that makes any sense but well yeah it's there's there's something to be said for authenticity and robert made a point you know we're trying to use worldly methods to bring people in the church and some churches have become worldly in and of themselves because of that and the, the the message of hope that is christ is not supposed to look like the world that's kind of the point because the world seems hopeless. The world feels lost and people who are looking for hope are not looking for more of the world. They're looking for um, the good news of Jesus. That's and whether they know that or not. And if we've uh, like Robert said, if we've turned this into just another business and, and we could go into American uh, mm-hmm. Christian consumerism, if we wanted to, that's a whole, that could be a whole other <laughs> podcast, but this, this like, but yeah. you brought up the CEO uh, kind of the structure there. Um, that's the danger there. And like you said, it's, it's damaging because we lose authenticity and we lose who we are. Um, and Josh, you kind of brought the, the worship side of it. I don't, there, there's nothing wrong with the lights or something, but if that's, if we're choosing to get moving lights over feeding starving widows and clothing naked children, then 
Um, yeah, that's a problem. But I don't think there's a problem with looking for the best atmosphere of worship and looking at that multisensory. That's another hot for another day. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if that yeah, becomes the focus over what we're called to do, yes, that's a huge problem. And that's another place where American culture has kind of taken over. It's like, have it your way, have it some awesome way and just forget about the poor people. Um, Thanks a lot, Burger King. Yeah, mm-hmm. have it your Yeah, it's all their fault. Their burgers aren't that good anymore. They've, they have lost touch. Can I just say Burger King? Get your game yeah. game, man. At least everybody's right. losing it. Man. I think everybody's losing it. We're just trying to get as cheap as possible. Stay local, everybody. Just go to your local restaurant. Support mom and pop. Anyway, but I do. I remember what I wanted to say about Robert's point like 10 minutes ago. Just real quick. Uh, you talked about, um, oh, no, don't lose it again, man. You talked about like pastors and church leaders who were like prophesying about Trump coming back and winning or something. And now there's like all these different underground political slash religious groups that are if there's anything to be freaked out about, it's those people. They're kind of crazy, but um, it is super damaging. And it's, it's caught like how I, I don't understand how these people can do this and not understand that they're causing people to be further away from faith in God. It's not just damaging your own reputation or damaging your own ministry. There's people that are probably watching you who are still on the fence about this whole Jesus thing who are going, you said all this stuff about Trump is going to happen. All this stuff about the country is going to happen. And none of it did. So basically you're saying you have this spiritual connection with God that just was proven that you don't have. Y'all get what I'm saying here? Like that, and that happens on a, on a small scale, on a weekly basis. I think there's people who will, you know, try to use, uh, use the word of God in their own manipulate. Yeah, exactly. Manipulate to their own, uh, to their own, whatever. Uh, agenda. Um, thank you. Agenda. I'm struggling with words. Today, man. <laughs> Good night. But, um, and to that point, we talked about putting our hope in people, pastors and whatnot. How many pastors have we seen in the news lately that have lost their ministry completely, who had thousands, yeah. if not millions of people who were like, that's my dude, that's my, that's who I'm following, and just gone. Like Robert said, like, yeah, follow me as I follow Christ, but if your hope is not fully in Jesus, if you're not following Jesus above everything, ain't going to be good. That's what I was going to say about the... Uh all the methods y'all were talking about before that we use, whether they're worldly or not. It's like, well, there are a lot of things that, you know, we have to share with the world. We, and For sure. There, there's, there are systems put into place that we have to use. And uh, really it's all about our heart. Like if our heart is not in the right place, if it's not in anything we do, if, if we're not seeking Jesus in every decision we make and asking what, what would he do in this situation? Then, we might need to check that. Uh, We make so many decisions out of selfish desire and like Mm -hmm. just what makes us comfortable, what feels good. uh, And that's, that's a big American problem uh, in a lot of areas. And uh, I was, you know, everything y'all talked about the corporations and all that, you know, it just triggered in me the fact that we're all part of, uh, a capitalist society and that yeah. a capitalist society is built upon greed and power. It, it only functions when somebody wants more. Um, mm. And, and so for us to, for our country to continue down the path that it's created for itself, it has to continually build upon its greed. Like people have to want more or the, our stock markets crash and exactly. everybody, everybody goes bankrupt. <laughs> and that's, there, there's another perfect example of why we cannot allow American culture to influence our our faith, influence Christianity. 
in America, because like you said, Bo, it's a capitalist site and it's, you know, whether you agree with capitalism or not, um, the economy is what it is. We have to be not against that, but we have to be different from that. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of what you're getting on. Like, obviously there's systems in place. Like you said, we're a part of this country. We're, there's going to be things that look like this country, but we can't fall in line with the greed and the, I just want more. I want more. I want more. Um, if we want more of anything, it's got to be Jesus. Yeah. That's like uh, Pastor Hall's favorite song. More of you. Sing that whole yeah. song. It's like, um, if I wasn't playing at the end, we were singing more of you pretty much every time when I was there. Yeah. Robert, Robert, I was curious about your, your thoughts on something because um, you're, you're in a smaller congregation, correct? Right. Okay. Cause I, I've been in smaller congregations before. I think all of us have. Um, um, when I say smaller, I mean, probably less than 50, 50 or less, maybe. Um, yeah. <clears throat> we growing up in, and even in the ministry in these smaller churches, um, something I struggled with was the representation of certain things. And I, I'm, I'm going to try to tread lightly here. Um, but huh, how do I say this? Um, like caravan kind of things. Um, certain things in caravan not all things there's a lot of really good things that caravan did for us caravan is like awanas for y'all um which i don't know if you have awanas or not but um caravan um what it what it, it had a lot of really good things as far as teaching us you know how to how to make things and how to fix things and how to grow spiritually there was a lot of really good scripture stuff in there um but one of the things that i struggled with with caravan was just almost like the worship side of things with the American flag. Um, mm-hmm. oh. Man, I went there. I'm sorry. Uh, That's kind of what we're talking about. If it's <laughs> well, I just, I just know that there are some pastors that are going to see this and be very angry. Um, but the truth is, again, it's not about having the American flag in there. That's okay. Um, it's okay to yeah. say we're Christians and American, but, when we allow the American flag to be the focal point instead of Jesus, man. And you know, again, that's something that we need to make sure. And I just want to challenge like any pastor that's out there listening right now, rather on any of the podcast sites that we have, I challenge you to use the scriptures to investigate your heart and investigate your ministry. Because I think that it's important for us to make sure we are always, um, serving Christ first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so from my perspective on that, um, no, we, we don't have a, a on us. Now I'm, I'm Baptist, but I'm free will Baptist. All right. Okay. So, uh, Freedom. <laughs> no, I'm, that is a, that is a thing, but, uh, but no, we, we don't do a on us, uh, here. I've never been involved in it before. I'm, I'm slightly familiar with it. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as, our patriotism in the church, um, you know, we don't, we don't make a huge deal about it. Um, you know, when I preach, uh, first of all, my, my preaching, I don't know about you guys. Um, I know y'all, but not that well. Um, but for me, when I preach, dude, I just, I, 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 I go to a book of the Bible. I'm going to preach through that book of the Bible. Um, and the reason that I do that is because I don't want to be influenced by the culture to preach about something in particular. Um, I would rather let the Bible lead the way and I'm just, I'm just going to follow, you know, I'm just going to go wherever God leads me. So wherever my scripture happens to be for next Sunday is just because it's the next scripture in line there. And I I do that, like I said, because I don't want to be influenced by the culture. 
Um, I'm not saying that guys who don't do that, if you preach topically, that's totally fine. Uh, the, the question is again about the heart, like, are you, are you preaching that topical sermon because of what just happened? And you're trying to, uh, um, you know, add a Christian spin to it, or, you know, are you preaching about what you're preaching about because you feel that the Holy Spirit's leading you to preach that? Um, there's a huge, huge difference. And so for me personally, I know my tendency. My tendency would be for me to say, well, this big thing just happened, so I need to preach about that. Um, mm -hmm. When in reality, yeah, some big thing just happened, sure. Uh, you know, for instance, the election just happened. I, I could be preaching about that. Um, but what I find every time is that God leads me in the direction I need to go uh, scripturally, and things, topics come out themselves within the word. Mm -hmm. um, so I know I went off a little bit on a, on a trail there, but the reason I say that is, like, yeah, dude, we've got an American flag in our sanctuary. We've got one outside the building that's waving proud. Um, we've got uh, over at the parsonage at my house. I've got an American flag out there. I've got an American flag T-shirt. I've got an American flag, uh, you know, net gator. Like, dude, I am a patriot. I love the United States of America. I'm, I'm proud to be an American. Um, but the deal is that's not the emphasis for me. Um, as long as I'm here in this world, yeah, I'm an American. But there's an eternity for me that is so much more important, and that is my citizenship in heaven. That is that thing that is, is you know, high above everything else. So, um, yeah, like, I'm, I'm a patriot, and I love this country, and I hate seeing where it's going. But at the same time, again, my hope is not in it. My hope is not in a president. It's not, you know, it's not in anything that this world has to offer. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's... Um, I think it's problematic when we see um, an overdose of patriotism in the church. Um, I would give examples, but I really don't want to like call anybody out or anything. So I'm not going to do that. Um, but I've seen it. Like I, I've, I've experienced it in churches where it's, it's overly patriotic. Um, one example I will give, um, and this isn't actually even about being overly patriotic, but um, just to, just to give you something here. Um, uh, I was in a church, we were just visiting there, and uh, the choir got up, and the entire choir, and, and I don't say this to degrade them, because I have a great respect for older people, um, but the entire choir was made up of older people. Um, you know, everybody had gray or white hair. Again, nothing wrong with that. I'm not, I'm not like dogging or anything, but they get up there, and they're singing this song called, We Want America Back, and oh. like, you could hear it in their voice, and like, you, you could you could tell that they meant what they were singing. But what always stuck with me about that was like the weakness of, of their voices. And again, I don't, I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It's just something natural that happens with a human being over time, your voice is going to weaken. Um, but like, it was sad to watch because like I, I was watching it and I, and I knew for myself, like when they say that, I know what they mean, but I wonder what the world hears when they hear that. Like it, it sounds militaristic. It sounds kind of, uh, scary. And it was, mm -hmm. it was kind of like, you know, there's a reason no young people are up here singing this right now. Um, because we, we, we feel differently about it. And, um, that's not to say every old person, every young person, but you know what I'm saying? Generically yeah. speaking, yeah. Uh, we have a different perspective on it because, yeah. um, while I would say, uh, that at one point you probably, you could say at least at the very least, you could say that America was a predominantly Christian nation. Yeah. Um, and that most people identified as Christians. But one thing that Barack Obama said that I, I, I think is just probably one of the most important things that any president has ever said is that America is no longer a Christian nation. Um, we're not. We're just not. I, as much as we want to be, 
Um, as much as we may wish that we were, we're just not that anymore. Um, and we have to come to grips with that. You know, we have to, we have to understand that. And it's, there's a port, there's an important distinction there too. Um, is that America never officially adopted a state religion. Like that's something right. that's, that's an important thing. Now, yes, we have been throughout our history, history, we have been predominantly Christian. So we're a Christian nation. Right. A lot of our, on the, you know, the, the global political landscape, you could even say, yeah, there, that's a Christian nation. But like you said, and Obama said, and you're right, we're not even, even just within our, um, you know, religious divisions, we're not, we're not majority Christian anymore. And, and there's, it's not just like yeah. people think, oh, we're letting too many Muslims in. That's not even, first of all, don't say that ever. Second of all, <laughs> that's not it. There's still probably less than 10% of our country. It's, there's more atheism than there's ever been. There's more agnosticism than there's ever been. And if um, we have anybody to blame, we blame ourselves. That, that, that it comes yeah. down to that really. Cause it comes back to this authentic authenticity it comes back to this Americanized Christianity. People don't want more of the world. People don't want a bunch of fake, whatever we're doing. They want authenticity. Like if we legit would just do what Jesus said, just love people with no, we, it comes back to this capitalism. We, we do things to get things. We do things, you know, there's, there's times where I think churches, um, we do these charity type thing, handing out money. We got to go video it and show everybody that we did it because we're trying to look a certain way. And it's like, I think my right hand can see exactly what my left hand is doing right now or whichever way, you know, it's like, not only am I showing you, let's video this and show all the other hands, you know, and it's not, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with like promoting stuff like that, but it comes down to this mindset of if we're going to do something, let's make sure everybody knows about it so we can look like the, the good church in town type thing. Um, and that, what does every corporation in America do? Hey, we gave $3 million to cancer treatment last year. That's awesome. I'm glad, but you're only telling me, so I'll buy a Subaru from you. Like, yeah, <laughs> and not, I'm not crapping on Subaru. I just, I remember that commercial recently, like, Hey, we gave millions of dollars to mm. awesome. I'm so glad, you know, but why don't you just tell us when you're trying to collect the money instead of like, look at what we did. How about, Hey, we're trying to do this, help us out type thing. But, um, I digress. See, I kind of went on a tangent. We're all going on tangents. Uh, Bo, I, before Robert, so many with that one. Yeah, honestly, true. <laughs> Bo, I was, I think we should probably get to the next question at least because we've only done one and we've gone this far with it. But Bo looked like yeah, I had something to say before Robert spoke. Um, did I? You may have forgotten uh, now. <laughs> I, well, I was just going to bring up the whole Jonah thing and yeah. uh, that my wife mentioned to us because we mentioned we were going to do this podcast and uh, on this particular subject. And she wanted to remind us of the fact that Jonah was kind of a nationalist and uh, he ran from God and what God was telling him to do because of his uh, beliefs and uh, his stance for his nation. He didn't yeah. really, he didn't believe God should help the other nation of Nineveh and uh, ended up God was kind of getting on to Jonah about it. So Pretty, could, pretty harshly. Read, actually. Yeah, you could read through that story again if you're unfamiliar and see what God did in that. But there is definitely an example of uh, uh, nationalism there in the mm -hmm. Old Testament. And and to the point where, like, the people of Nineveh are turning to God and Jonah's like, Ugh. yeah, <laughs> he just, yeah. he's, he's so, he's he so did not like own. it when yeah. God helped him. I actually, as we've kind of talked about that before, before we started the podcast today, because Nicole. Uh, Bo's wife, Nicole, just for all you listeners out there, sent us a great, it was a pretty long message, but it was awesome. It's full of gold. Um, probably won't hit it all today, but uh, just, I was thinking about what would be a modern day comparison. Like, um, I guess we're kind of rivaled with China or something, uh, but I, I really don't see, 
I would I would hope there's not any Americans that are like, oh, Chinese are being saved coming to Christ. I'm angry about that. I don't think that's going to happen. But it's almost like it's almost like our border situation, like letting people over here and helping them get money and uh, helping the poor. I kind of equate it. I equate it to that a little bit, I think. Yeah. Um, And again, don't want to get into a border discussion here, but uh, shall we go on to the next question? So the the next question I would ask is the studying, and we've kind of talked about this anyway, so this might be quick. Does studying early Christian life cause you to doubt that it was actually that way? So kind of like, the book of Acts, what we talked about earlier, you know, people are selling possessions, they're sharing things, they have everything in common. That's actually verbatim right there. They had everything in common. Um, not meaning they all agree with everything 100%, meaning they shared things so that nobody went without food, nobody went without clothes. Anyway, so um, the, this is the other question of you might be an Americanized Christian. Uh, do, do, do you read through some of that the way they lived and think, ah, it probably wasn't really that way? So, does any, any extra thoughts on that? That, that doesn't really need a whole lot of explanation, probably. <laughs> it's a good question, though. Like, yeah, it's good to check yourself with. Yeah. Well, because I, yeah, same. I had to check myself on that. I've had to check myself the past decade. You know, when Jesus says, "Sell your possessions and follow me," I'm like, all of them, though. Like, really? Um, and there's different. <laughs> there's different. You know, there's different ideas on what all that meant. There's some people who say, "Well, not everything. Just sell your extra stuff and then take what you need to live and follow me." Nobody saying, wants this junk. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my drums. I'll take your drum set, actually. Um, but it's just kind of it's that like we don't fully believe that what was said actually happened because we don't want to because it doesn't fall in line with what we want to do. That, it ain't pretty. Like, yeah, exactly. Ain't pretty. Ain't easy. Any more? You can go to the next question. That's probably. I think people can. People can process that pretty easily. So the last one I wrote down, um, well, this is kind of actually a similar deal. Do you advocate cutting government programs that would help the poor, but also you do not contribute much to church or charity yourself? And this doesn't mean like, well, I tithe 10% every week. Um, I think it's, I think this is saying beyond that. Like, yeah, you tithe your 10%, um, but you also get mad when the government wants to help poor people. Are, what are you doing? Kind of, and Robert brought this up earlier. We talked about, was this part of the podcast? I can't remember. We talked about no. um, the abortion argument, the pro-life, pro-choice. Um, so I think we're all pro-life here, right? But Robert's point, and if you want to touch on Robert, I'm, I shouldn't talk for you, but Robert's point was, um, <laughs> yeah, we're pro-life, but how far does that go past the womb? Like, are we willing to step up and help feed that baby? Or will help clothe that baby, help raise that baby? Um, you know, we have baby dedications in church. Are we willing to be the church that, you know, we all help raise that kid because mm. um, it's not just about getting them out of the womb and like, hey, we did it. Job's over. Good luck. Because um, <laughs> reality is, and I, I'm not saying this justifies it. Please hear me on that. But sometimes these abortions happen because these mothers are legitimately, they don't believe they can take care of that child. They don't think there's any hope for that kid. And there's, and I'm, I'm going to get flack on that probably because I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that is a reality. And if we as Christians are willing to say, no, you cannot murder that baby, but we're not willing to say, we're going to help you make sure that baby has a has a has a life a sustainable life. Then that's I think that's hypocritical personally. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. And this isn't to say I'm the best charitable person in the world, philanthropist guy, because I'm not. Mm-hmm. But it's a it's a good check. It's a good like, hey, what am I doing to help the other side of this type thing? It brings me that brings up a good point to me. Uh, I was having a conversation with a guy earlier this week, and he's probably going to watch this, and so he'll he'll know who he is. But because uh, I know he watched the last one, uh, sweet. Uh, but he was t- talking about um, 
what the scariest verse in the Bible was to him. And mm. uh, to him, I bl- he didn't tell me the exact location of it. He just said what it was about. And so I, I think it was Matthew 25 because I looked, you know, I looked it up after he explained it. Uh, that's where Jesus is talking about our final judgment. Mm-hmm. And so this is Jesus talking and he's basically asking, what did we do for him? Like not saying that we are not saved by our faith, but you know, scripture also tells us that faith produces good works. And mm-hmm. so Jesus is basically saying that point right here. He's like, I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was right. thirsty. You gave me no drink, a stranger. And you did not welcome me. I was naked and you didn't clothe me. I was sick. I was in prison. You didn't visit me. So for your question to check yourself by, do you do these things? Do you feed the hungry? Do you give the thirsty something to drink? Do you welcome strangers? Do you clothe the naked? Do you visit people when they're sick or in prison mm-hmm. physically or mentally? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of people in need around us that I know everybody knows at least somebody that needs loved and, are we doing that or are we just giving somebody some money to do it for us? Or like, are we participating? There's okay. There's lots of rabbit trails that come off of this, but um, are we living up to what Jesus expects of us? And this is, this is where the world sees Christians and Christianity as hypocrites. Um, Man, you know, for instance, the teenage girl that uh, gets pregnant and it's like all of a sudden it's like a scarlet, le- scarlet letter and they're like shunned and mm-hmm. like maybe not necessarily kicked out of the church, but nobody really talks to her or helps her in a time of need. What are we doing as, as, as Christ followers to represent Christ to them? I just think that's a big part. Like our society has gotten to the point where like, we're also we're just focused on ourselves, and we have trouble doing what Christians should do because we're so focused on the, you know, making sure we got our own stuff in line. And I don't know, that's a problem everywhere, I'm sure. But um, our society kind of glorifies that, uh, yeah. like you've got the most glamorous stuff and, you know, we post it on social media and we show everybody what we have. And, you mm-hmm. know, anyways, <laughs> I'm, I'm very guilty of, of several posts and I'll just be honest. That's something I struggle with. <laughs> oh, but, uh, but our, like, like I'm not so much worried about, like, I'm not trying to focus on that so much as just like, like we just have a problem committing to actually doing work for for the kingdom instead of just talking about doing it or uh, giving money to it. Like that's easy to, to just go to your job every day and work and, and then pass out some money to some charities. And then you don't have to really think about it. You don't have to see the, the problems that people are going through. You don't have to see them and the face, the emotions that they're having to live with. Um, my dad my dad um we was talking about a little bit about this and it kind of goes off what you're saying Bo. my dad it, here at bb nazarene the board and he decided to create uh an account called the axe four fund mm-hmm. um and it's 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 literally a fund where we give money people in church give money to it and anytime somebody's in need 
um, can't pay an electricity bill, um, something of that sort, needs food, needs, you know, gas, whatever it is, we, um, no questions asked, you know, we, we, we just hand over some money and help them. Now, if it starts to get abused, yeah, I mean, we're, we're cautious, but where I was going with this was one of the things my dad has always taught me is that, you know, he says, you know, anytime somebody asks for money, uh, cause they need to pay for something and they say, can, can you, you know, loan me some money? And he says, you know, I've, I've gotten to the point now where it's like, I don't want to loan you money, but I'm going to give you this because I want to take care of you. You know? Yeah. That's it. Yeah. It's like you said, Bo, it's, you know, the focus has got to come back away, away from the American dream, you know, the pursuit of life, liberty and happiness mm-hmm. or whatever the, the line is. I should know that well, as an American. Yeah. It, <laughs> it's like, like we, we want to claim our Christian faith and our, our salvation, but we, don't want to actually love like right. we want to we want to say we're a loving people but love is not a feeling it's a it's a verb it's an action uh, we have to do something we, we can't uh, just feel something for everybody amen uh, yeah the way that i often put it is when it comes to the word of god um we uh, we've got to get it in our heads and we know that i mean i think mm-hmm most if not every Christian has, has the word of God, like in their head, we know some verses and stuff. Right. But the hard part is getting it from there to our hearts mm-hmm. and then from our hearts to our hands and like, you know, really doing something with it. Um, and so when we say like, you know, we as the American church have a heart problem, that's, that's what I mean by that. It's like, we have a problem with getting that word into our heart in the first place. And then from there, we don't get it out to the world because it's stuck in here. Like we're, Our goodness, that'll preach. we're overthinking yeah, that too. That kind of it goes back to episode one, overthinkers, mm-hmm. information overload. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, it does. But that's a very American thing. So it that, is. I like. I want to say this before I lose it again. Uh, like <laughs> the, what we've said just now, in relation to your question, Gabe. Like to to simplify that question is: Do you have a problem with charity? Right. Like, do you, Do you have a problem when somebody receives something for nothing, um, uh, just because they're in need? Or, right, right. Know. There's, there's, go ahead, Josh. I was just gonna say, and that that's extremely common. You know, mm-hmm. I've heard people say, "Well, I work my butt off for what I have. I don't want to share money." You know, mm-hmm. and I get it. You work hard, but the reason you have a job is because God gave it to you in the first place. So, suck it up. I'm blessed to have a job. Let me bless somebody else who is not as blessed. Yeah, yeah. How about that thought? It comes back to the that kingdom mindset. Are we, you know? Uh, I kind of did a Devo on this about a month ago or so. And my buddy, Taryn, who's a youth pastor here in Carthage, um, he actually did a, a whole sermon on this during Super Bowl Sunday of all days. But because we're, you know, everybody's Chiefs fans up here. So we're talking about the Red Kingdom, uh, not like political Red Kingdom, just the Chiefs, you know, Red Kingdom. Um, so he talked about, because, um, yeah. Anyway, see, he talked about, you know, Kingdom Allegiance and it, it all boils back down to that. You know, are you more concerned? about your little kingdom. You know, I, when I talked about, it, I talked about everybody has a kingdom, right? Mm-hmm. You know, your house is your kingdom, your workplace. That's another part of your kingdom. Uh, for us, we're, we're, no, we're pastors. We have places in church. We have little pieces of our kingdom. Now, are we vassals of God's kingdom or are we obsessed with making our kingdom look more like what we want it to look like rather than what God That's good. would call it to look like? So I, I think it all boils down to that. And like Bo, like you said, with Matthew 25, are we, and Robert, like you said, you all said great things. Robert talked about going from the mind to the heart because we know it. That's the sad part. We know this stuff, but we're not doing it. 
because we're so focused. Again, I, I go back to what I said in the beginning of the podcast, we're horizontally focused, you know, um, which I'm not saying take your focus off of your neighbor. I hope everybody hears that. I'm right. not saying we're not supposed to be loving our neighbor, to, but if we're more worried about what everything looks like here, left and right, whether than, rather than what things look like between us and God, um, th- that comes back down to that's American Christianity and, or Americanized and, Christianity, and that's losing kingdom focus. Wrong, right. wrong kingdom. Right. And, I, and, and we, we need to, uh, I'm going to say real quick that we need to clarify that, you know, we kind of took a turn, like at the beginning, we were kind of talking about a nationalist type of deal, but now we kind of got into just the cultural change that has happened. Uh, right. This is more cultural and not so much about, you, know, you can definitely tell it's not about the politics of anything. It's just our, our cultural yeah, it's the state. influence, but that the politic part of it is an important part. You know, it's yeah the, the not because, because that's something, and I, may, I don't know if I said this or not. We we cannot, we cannot equate a political party to the kingdom of God. Can't do it. Yeah. There's, I see it happen in my church. I see it happen in Facebook. I see it happen everywhere. Um, and I think I maybe did mention this at the beginning. You know, a Republican politician is no more closer to Jesus than a Democratic politician or a third party politician. Because as far as I can tell, none of them are 100 percent lined with Jesus. Kind of Robert mentioned earlier, he's politically homeless because none of them are fully lined up. And if your hope is in a political party, if your hope is in our nation turning to some policy to make, I don't, what, what, what are people expecting by their political preference being in power? Are we, is our nation going to be full of Christians again? Are people going to turn to God? Because, you know, like is, is (laughs) that's a problem. If your hope is you can't force an example, you have to to be an example. Exactly. And, and if, if people are putting their hope in, in politics to change the minds and hearts of their, you know, of, of their neighbors. Why is the church even here? Yeah. We're wasting money. We're wasting time. We're wasting all kinds of stuff. If we're expecting a political entity to, to change the spiritual landscape of America, because it is not going <coughs> to happen ever, never has, never will. Yeah. Everybody thinks the president has so much power and can make all these decisions. Nope. <laughs> and would it matter? Would it matter what decisions he made? Would it matter if there was a policy in place where we had to say the Pledge of Allegiance? Or sorry, whoa, whoops, there I go. Where we had to pray before football games or we had to sing God bless America, you know, it wouldn't matter. That yeah. doesn't matter. People don't care about that. Yeah. And I, I think that uh, the reason that we ended up where we ended up in the conversation was because the Christian nationalism is tied to that American cultural Christianity yep. um, in such a strong way. Like that's where it finds its roots. And uh, in other words, if we're not careful and we, we allow our faith to be nationalized, um, then, then what happens is we, we become that, like we, we eventually fall in line with that, whether, you know, that means being a, a QAnon or whatever, you know, it, it just, the thing wait is, for that word. <laughs> And, hey, let's just throw it out there because right. honestly, no, you're right. You know, I, I don't think anybody out there is like, oh yeah, I'm queuing on. You know, um, <laughs> they, they might be like secretly, but I'm just going to go ahead and tell you that it's wrong. Like, um, I haven't done too much research into it, but like, I watched the documentary. You know, that's all over YouTube, and uh, you know, it's interesting. It brings up a lot of good points, but but at the end of the day, I remember um, watching it, and like, you know, they went over probably like 21 different points. And the first few like made sense. And they're like, okay, now, now stay with me. We're going to go over here now. And like, by the time you get to the end, it's just this big, crazy, confusing thing. And I'm just like, what does this have to do with anything? Like, 
Jesus Christ is coming back. And when he does, guess what? It's all his. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you can build this empire. You can do this stuff. You can be like Emperor Constantine and declare, uh, you know, Christianity to be the, the religion of your empire. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, would we say that, that the vast majority of what the Roman Empire used to control is Christian? No. I mean, dude, Europe is, is quickly, quickly leaving uh, the Christian faith. And, you know, the point is, you like, like Josh was saying, you can't force it on somebody. And so for us to try to gain some kind of like political control um, is a dangerous game. Now, if you're doing it because you're saying, look, I see that, that people are being harmed by this and, um, you know, trying to advocate for people, that's something. Yeah. But if you're just trying to have the upper hand, that's, that's dangerous, man. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to work. <laughs> no. I think that's important to say what you just said there at the end of that, Robert. Um, One of the things that, you know, the argument that could be for this whole Americanized Christianity thing from others on the other side of the spectrum is, well, we don't want just anybody being up there in the political power because then they could, you know, create, you know, wrongdoings towards the church and wrongdoings towards our freedom of our faith and stuff like that. And, you know, the, the problem with that statement just in lies this whole conversation um because there are people in other places around the world that are getting killed because they're believing in christ and praying and that may scare you and that's okay but you know america kind of needs um what's the word persecution do what a little bit of persecution yeah america could use some persecution is what i'm trying to say well so yeah your point josh there's people being murdered for their faith and we're like freaking out about losing tax exemption status. <laughs> like let's have, let's have some perspective here. Like, obviously I would love to keep tax exemption, you know, but the reality is there's some Americanized churches who probably shouldn't be tax exempt because they're a business. They're not, um, they might be doing yeah. good things, but they're also working for profit, even though they're called a nonprofit. Um, so yeah, that's good perspective. Like <laughs> we're losing our minds about who's in political power because we don't want to lose tax mm-hmm. exemption. But, um, you know, the church in China is under penalty of imprisonment. And in Iran, of course, you're going to get murdered by extremist groups. Well, and you, throw in, you throw in the fact that Paul was a, a great example for us, not that we should follow Paul only, um, but something that Paul did was he said, you know, basically he considered it joy that he was facing trials because he, you know, he was literally in prison and he wrote some of the greatest writings ever. Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Allegiance. Robert, right. really appreciate you joining us today. Yeah, Some man. great insight that uh, we wouldn't have had without appreciate you. <laughs> yeah, it's just hey. great getting to hang out with you. That too. It's been yeah, so long. It, yeah, it's been awesome. Um, so everybody listening, hey, this has been uh, the Pastor Dads podcast uh, talking about Americanized Christianity. So just something, whether you're a pastor or a Christian or whatever you are, <laughs> he's showing the, the picture of Koinonia again. I can't believe we signed that. My signature is dreadful. You guys have pretty good signatures. Mine was terrible. Throwing the know, Josh, bad. Josh, could you even get a quarter of that air? We're all okay. So for people listening, we're jumping off the old theater and BB off the steps. And somehow we're all even. That's not Photoshop for people watching. We're like all no. our legs are pretty much even. I don't think any of us could jump to anymore. Maybe Bo and Brandon, but I think I'm a little higher than all of you there. You just yeah, you no, just you tucked no your legs more. <laughs> Bro, what what <coughs> even was our lives back then, honestly? anyway so thank you guys so much for listening and uh if you're watching thanks for watching 
Uh, we'll be back next week uh, with a topic yet to be disclosed. Uh, we'll let you know that through our Facebook page. Also, I just want to say on behalf of all of us here at Pastor Dads, um, we are blown away with the support out of the gate. We're closing in on 300 likes on our Facebook page. Um, first episode, of over 100 views on YouTube and a bunch of listens on Spotify and iTunes. So just thank you so much for sticking around and listening. And uh, this is a learning process for us. So our our pledge to you is to continue to get better at this. <laughs> I'm sure to- eventually... Sure, eventually we'll say something stupid that somebody can criticize. And, you know. Oh, we've already done it, my friend. We've already done it. For sure. Uh, I was going to say, we may have done that. We definitely did that today. We're going to upset some people today. But that's yeah, not- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure caravans is going to be, I'm going to be uh, in trouble. Well, people may not even know what that is. Um, but all that said, and again, as Josh said at the beginning, this was not to cause controversy. This was not to split or divide. Uh, actually, quite the opposite. Our goal in this conversation was to show ourselves and whoever's listening whoever's listening just how ridiculous the political divide uh within the church is and how that is not a necessary divide anyway all that said we digress thank you so much for joining us today anybody else got anything to say before we say bonjour to our we love you all yes bonjour bonjour so lower goodbye boy i messed that up yeah we love you guys (laughs) thanks for listening and uh we will catch you next week right here on pastor dad's